0: Hey, hey, welcome to Career Coaching with Tiffany, the Office Informant Podcast. Here we focus on helping you navigate what's next in your career. Whether you're looking to prepare for a promotion, re enter the workforce, or completely overhaul your career, this is the place to hear tips, tools, stories, and experiences to help you feel more confident in moving forward. I'm Tiffany, your host and guide. Hey, hey friends, welcome to another episode of Career Coaching with Tiffany, the Office Informant. Today, we are going to start a series of four, five, maybe six episodes. It depends on how long I want to talk about it, but it's going to be all about interviewing. Interviewing is one of the most popular services that I offer, and that's interview preparation and coaching. And so since starting this podcast, I've received several questions on how to nail the interview. That is exactly what we're going to talk about for the next several weeks. So get ready, strap in. We're starting the series, Stepping Up, A Woman's Roadmap to Interview Success. Today we are talking about the art of preparation. One of my all time favorite things to do socially is host. I love having friends and family members over, preparing food for them, making sure they're comfortable and having a good time. And if you've ever hosted people over, you know that an essential part of hosting, whether that's casual or formal, is preparation. You're not going to throw a dinner party without planning. So that planning might look like making your grocery list, sending out an invitation, sending text messages deciding on who your guest list is, cleaning your house, like whatever that preparation is, you're going to think through that before you have guests over, if it's planned, of course. In the same way, you are not going to walk into something as important as an interview without the proper preparation. So let's jump right in so you've landed an interview yay you and the countdown is on you've gotten an email or a phone call asking you to schedule an interview now the preparation and the important work begin you might ask yourself where do i start well you have come to the right place in this episode we're going to start out by researching the company I know you're like researching the company. I thought I left that in college. That sounds boring. You know, that's not what I wanna do. I wanna go pick out my outfit. But trust me, it is your secret weapon to understanding the company's mission, vision, and values, understanding their culture, understanding any recent news. And it gives you an edge. It gives you a sense of whether the company is a good fit for you. We're not just going to jobs for paychecks, although that is real important, let's be real. uh, But we're also going to make sure it's a good fit for us, that we're going to be challenged, excited, engaged, and we're in the right workplace culture but it also shows the interviewer that you're serious and you're invested. Do you have an interview coming up and the very thought of interviewing makes you want to run and hide? Well, guess what? I love interviewing. Weird, right? Well, I wanna share tips and tools I've used personally and coach clients on for many years. You can download the pre-interview guide today. The best part? it's free. Inside of this free resource, I share steps you should take before the interview, insight into what hiring managers are looking for, and a list of common interview questions. You can get your copy at theofficeinformant.com backslash pre-interview guide. You can also find the link in the show notes. There are so many ways and so many avenues to research organizations these days. Let's start with the basics. You can go over to the organization's website. There you will learn a little bit more about their mission and the vision for the organization. You might get to see who's on their leadership team. Usually they list it, sometimes they have pictures. If they don't have pictures, you can always Google. Maybe you're looking for diversity and leadership in your next role, and you'll be able to see that on their website, typically. You can also look to see who's on their board of directors or their board of trustees if they have one. And another thing you can do for research is go to Glassdoor, go to Indeed and look at their reviews. This tells you a little bit about workplace culture, at least from the perspective of those who have gone to those sites to report their experiences. A third place you can look is social media pages. We're going to go deep into LinkedIn in just a little bit, but social media pages typically tells you where they show up in the community. Maybe they're volunteering in the community or they've received a grant from a community organization. Social media gives you typically a more casual view of what the organization is like. And then there's like simple Google. Google the organization. Look for recent news that may have come out about the organization. And so now, how do you use this? So I have the mission vision, I have some reviews, and I've looked at their social media pages. I have all of this information. What is this going to do for me in the interview? I am going to tell you just that and give you some examples. Let's start with the website. Let's say the mission really resonates with you. The mission is all about eradicating juvenile diabetes. And in your tell me a little bit about yourself, you can talk about your work experience, your certifications, your education, and you can end with one of the most important things to me about this role is I'm working for an organization that is looking to eradicate juvenile diabetes. My little brother grew up with juvenile diabetes and it impacted our lives tremendously. And I would love the opportunity to work for an organization that serves that mission. Bam, right there in your first 30, 60, 90 seconds of introducing yourself, you have already aligned yourself with the mission of the organization for that interviewer. All right. So let's move on to reviews. Typically, what you see online, unfortunately, is negative stuff, like people who've had bad experiences, they want to go somewhere and talk about it. So you don't want to show up to the interview and say, hey, you guys got a bunch of people saying terrible things about you. Like, tell me more about that. You might find a trend for positive comments. Let's say they have positive workplace culture or someone makes comments about how the workplace is changing in a positive way, you might say, in my research, I've seen that you all are putting efforts towards culture, or there's lots of comments towards a positive and engaging workplace culture. What are the things that you're doing on a regular basis to get you there? Bam, an educated, fully informed, researched question about positive workplace culture. And you can use that in your question segment that's typically at the end of the interview. Let's move on to social media pages. Let's say you go into their social media page and you see that they have volunteered for Habitat for Humanity for the last three years. You can say, hey, I see as an organization, you're really committed to Habitat for Humanity. Throughout college, I regularly volunteered for Insert Organization, which has a similar mission of providing housing to those that are underserved. Again, culture alignment at its finest right there in your research. Here's the last one. Let's say you Google and you find news about a new product or service that they're launching. You might in your question segment ask, I see from my research that you all are launching a new project or launching a new service in 2024. How might this role contribute to the launch of that new project? Will I have any responsibilities for that if chosen for the role? Again, an opportunity to attach yourself to the future of the organization and it shows that interviewer that you are already leaning into those responsibilities. That is the benefit of researching before you step foot into your interview. Now, next up, we're going to talk about the job description. I'm not talking about just reading the job description or skimming it. I'm talking about breaking that thing down and decoding it. You have to look for what skills are they looking for? What responsibilities might I have if I'm chosen for the role? And so we all know there are several job descriptions with the same title that can highlight very different things. So let's take HR manager, for example. And that's the title, just HR manager. And you have been, let's say, a generalist, which is in HR, someone that does two or more functions in HR. You've been a generalist for a number of years. So you have a plethora of HR experience, and you're ready for that HR manager role. If that HR manager role is talking about benefits and payroll and onboarding and very traditional um, uh, HR things, or it could be talking about culture and employee relations and diversity, equity and inclusion work. So depending on what that job description is talking about, those are the examples you want to give in your interview responses. So go ahead and start thinking about the experiences that align with these and be ready to tell stories and provide examples. You're also gonna look for technology that they may mention. If they talk about particular uh, CRM systems, HRIS systems, financial systems, like all of those systems that we use in our job, we may have used something similar, but let's go ahead and use that opportunity to Google the system that they are talking about and ensure we are at least familiar with that system. And if we can do a free trial or watch a demo video, that will help us speak to that system in the interview. Now, don't be mistaken. I am not telling you to fabricate the truth and say you have a level of experience in a system or a technology that you don't. But you can go ahead and fill in that gap for that interviewer and you could say, no, I've never used that system. And that be your answer. Or you can say, hey, I you know, know I've never used Financial Edge, but I've used a similar technology. I know they both do A, B and C. I am very technically savvy and have chosen for this role. I look forward to learning Financial Edge. Insert the name of your software or technology in that statement, and that is a way you can use the job description to highlight your best and what's important to them, but also be prepared to fill in any gaps that you might have. All right, let's get to the meat and potatoes of our preparation process, and that is anticipating interview questions that they might ask. We know you can't predict everything, but you absolutely want to go in with a game plan. So we just decoded and took a deep dive into the job description, and that gave us hints into questions they may ask At the interview and so as you're reading through the job description if you hear the mention customer service or managing people building processes or improving processes managing complex projects you can pretty much guarantee they're going to ask questions within that area And so if it's a customer service job, you better prepare yourself by anticipating interview questions around customer service and start to think of stories of when you have helped to solve customer problems, when you have exceeded expectations for customers, when you have improved processes or service. Or satisfaction for customers so think of all of the examples you can around customer service same thing for managing people that's developing people uh, managing up to uh, your leaders coaching people up and out of the organization having difficult conversations um, and so on and so forth for all those functional areas you might see in in, in the job description and so I wanna give you some tips before we move on to our next area of preparation on what to do if a question throws you for a complete curveball, And so you get that question and you, you're like, hey, I didn't quite expect that. I want you to pause. You don't have to have an answer right away to a question. You are not ChatGPT, you do not respond in four seconds, you are human and the interviewer understands that you might need to pause. So pause and really think about your response if you get one of those questions that throws you for a loop. Then I want you to clarify if you need more understanding If I understand you correctly, you're asking me for an example of this. Or do you mind repeating the question? Or do I understand this right that you want me to share with you experience in this area? So clarify whatever that question is and whatever information the interviewer is looking for. I will tell you from a human resources perspective, we are also human and we sometimes mess up in interviews and ask the question in some really unclear ways. So it is okay to ask us to clarify ourselves. And then the last fallback, which should be used in um, most of your interview questions, if it's a behavioral interview, is always lean into your PAR technique. So you may not be thinking, you may be thinking, what is PAR? So if you ever heard of the STAR technique, situation, task, action, result, it's the same thing. I just narrowed it down to three letters instead of the the four. So the PAR technique is problem, action, and result. If they ask you, tell me about a time that you exceeded expectations for a customer, you're going to share what the problem was that you were solving for the customer, the action you took in order to exceed those expectations, and what the end result is. Maybe the client or the customer wrote a letter to the president of the company or told your manager or, you know, if you're working in a Publix, tell the general manager, hey, this person did a great job exceeding expectations for me. But you always want to fall back on that par technique when they ask you behavioral interview questions all right exhale we're still in the preparation phase but I feel like we're going through the actual interview right now and that is good because I hope this information is helping you so now you've survived the question phase of the interview it is now your turn typically at the interview they ask what questions do you have for me or for us and You know, we've all heard there's no such thing as a dumb question, right? Well, in interviews, the more intelligent and thoughtful and enthusiastic your questions are, the better. So it's not a dumb question, but there's such thing as such thing as a smarter question. So you wanna have Questions prepared and make sure that you couldn't find that answer anywhere else already. Don't ask questions that are already answered in the job description. Don't ask about the mission of the organization when it's printed right there, you know, on the wall behind the interviewer or on their website. You want to ask about company culture. I gave you some examples earlier. You want to ask about the team that you might be working with or the product or the service that you might be working on. You want to ask about how success is measured in your role, in the team and in the organization. It is your opportunity to flip the script on that interviewer and learn more about them. I always say an interview is not a pick me You're not just like, please, please, please hire me. I know it feels like that sometimes, but it's also an opportunity for you to interview the company as well. In today's day and age, we're not just looking for a job, we're looking for careers. And it's important that we ask the, the questions, the essential questions to give us hints into that organization. And if we're going to be happy, engaged and productive there. Okay, we are nearing the end of this episode, but last and certainly not least, don't forget to utilize the power of social media for your preparation. So we've talked about how to research the company, and social media can be a huge benefit for that. But I want to specifically talk about LinkedIn and how LinkedIn can be a goldmine of information to do research on not only the company. But the interviewer. So, if you're interviewing for whatever role, more than likely you have your interviewer's name, and you can find that person on LinkedIn. Again, I'm in human resources. I see all the time on my LinkedIn account that you know X interviewee has uh, has searched me and looked at my profile. That is not anything to be ashamed of. You should be absolutely researching who you're going to be interviewing with. And things you should be looking for are commonalities. Did you go to college at the same time and you didn't know one another? Or did you go? Or did you grow up in the same neighborhood? Or maybe you worked for the same organization um, at one point. You have similar certifications or experiences. So you're looking for those commonalities that you can possibly use during your interview. You're also looking for connections. Do you have people in common? And let me tell you how these, com- these connections can come in handy. Let's say you're doing your research on your interviewer and you see that you have two connections in common and you might have a pretty good relationship with one of those. If you can reach out to that person and say, hey, Sue, I see that you are also connected to Joe. I have an interview with Joe next week. Do you have a good enough relationship that you mind reaching out to him and referring me? Would you mind talking about our experience working at you know, a previous company together? And so you can absolutely use that information in the interview, but also prior, prior to the interview. And that way Joe knows, okay, Sue knows Tiffany and I have high respect for Sue. And so You know, maybe I'll have high respect for Tiffany too. Referrals are the number one retention mechanism in organizations. So when people are referred to organizations, they have a a higher likelihood of being a good culture fit. And so use that to your benefit. Okay, at the end of the day, remember, an interview isn't an interrogation. And I know some of our HR people make it feel like it, but it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be a conversation. And like any other good conversation that you're having, it's about being present. It's about being engaged and being prepared. That's it. That wraps up today's episode on the art of interview preparation stay tuned for the next episode in our series and remember being well prepared isn't just about acing the interview it's about ensuring the role the company and the organization are a right fit for you so until next time keep mastering the art of interviewing and let's get that dream job